Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, Wherever you choose to consume our audio, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low-carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto-friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee Delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we've done several videos, actually more than several videos over the last couple of days 
on the reaction from athletes when it comes to the verdict in the Cal Rittenhouse trial. These athletes have been super duper woke and their responses to the not guilty verdict just showed you how uninformed and uneducated these people are on this situation and many other things. You know, when it comes to the NBA, the NBA probably has some of the dumbest athletes out there. They just do. LeBron James, LaChina James out there, always trying to dots out police, talk bad about police. He's a puppet for the left, and I've been very, very clear about that. But however, now, guys, we actually have a coach now that is weighed in on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. And naturally, of course, is coming from, you guessed it, the Marxist NBA of China. And this coach is probably one of the most outspoken coaches on issues. And I'm actually talking about Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. Surprisingly, Greg Popovich hadn't said anything. At least I could actually find anything. Uh, Popovich and Steve Kerr, two of the wokest coaches out there in the NBA. Actually, by, by far, they are the two most woke coaches in the NBA. Probably the two wokest coaches out there in sports in general. These guys are completely leftist. So, you know, they're all in bed, you know, with uh, the far left agenda. That's just the way they are. But what Steve Kerr had to say about this is suspected. It's suspected because of his political beliefs. You can see here, Warrior Steve Kerr gives grim warning after Rittenhouse verdict. U.S. on, quote, dangerous path. What does he mean by dangerous path? Let's read this here. Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr has called a Wisconsin jury's decision to acquit Cal Rittenhouse, quote, really scary and concerning. Rittenhouse 18 faced a mandatory life sentence if convicted of first degree intentional homicide in the 2020 Kenosha shootings that left two people dead and another severely injured. And by the way, folks, all of those guys that were shot. Two of them had died. They were criminals. Criminals. Okay, just keep that in mind. But, you know, the Marxist NBA at China, they love criminals. I'll move on. Kerr, never one to shy away from hot-button societal issues in the U.S., said the country is on a dangerous path. Quote, we are seemingly all right with a teenager's right to take an AR-15 to an area where there is civil unrest. That's really scary and concerning, he said before the team's game against the Detroit Pistons on Friday. The verdict poses great risk going forward if we continue to go down this path of open carry and states determining that people, even underage people, can have weapons of war. This is America and we're trending down a dangerous path. Now, Steve Kerr, I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe that you do have a right to bear arms. I also believe that you have a right to protect yourself and for you to come out and say that the country is on a dangerous path because Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself. This is ridiculous. Steve Kerr is completely insane. Insane. See, what we're hearing from the left out there and these leftist athletes is Kyle Rittenhouse didn't have a right to defend himself. 
he should have just gone ahead and let this guy just hit him over the head with a skateboard and died. That's what they would have said. They would have been perfectly okay if Kyle Rittenhouse was dead. You know why? Because Steve Kerr, LeBron James, all these other woke athletes out there would have said nothing. They would have said absolutely nothing. Now, it's funny, you know, Steve Kerr and these other athletes are talking about uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, but they had nothing to say about uh, Gage uh, Grosskreutz, who actually Kyle Rittenhouse shot in the bicep because Gage Grosskreutz put a gun to Kyle Rittenhouse. Only then did Kyle Rittenhouse fire his weapon. But Steve Kerr does not want to tell you that. He's not going to give any criticism whatsoever to Gage. None of these woke athletes are saying that. Even though Gage Grosskreutz on the stand said that Kyle Rittenhouse did not shoot until he pointed his gun at Kyle Rittenhouse. And Kyle Rittenhouse had a legal right to carry that gun. Guess who didn't? That would be one Gage Grosskreutz. He didn't have a legal right to carry that weapon. And guess what? Nothing is happening to him. There's no charges being brought against him, but Kyle Rittenhouse was facing life in prison for defending himself. Yes, this is the leftist mindset right here. Criminals can do whatever you want to do. I'm not hearing anything about that, you know, from uh, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, other woke athletes out there. They seem perfectly okay with criminals doing whatever they want to do. That's why they're perfectly okay. With what Jacob Blake did. The monster that is Jacob Blake. That's why they're perfectly okay. You know with George Floyd. uh, Putting a gun to a pregnant woman. They don't ever mention anything about that. They're perfectly okay with George Floyd. Passing a fake $20 bill. They're perfectly okay with that. They're perfectly okay. With everyday. Common criminals. Steve Kerr's. Steve Kerr's just despicable. He really is. He is really, really gone off the deep end. His takes are absolutely pathetic and horrible. He says that the country is on a dangerous path because it is. No, the country is on a dangerous path because criminals have been told that it's perfectly okay to go out there, riot, loot, burn down businesses. It's perfectly okay to kill uh, innocent people like David Dorn. But Steve Kerr, I'm pretty sure he's heard of David Dorn, but he has never addressed David Dorn getting killed by a Black Lives Matter rioter. Rioter, because he wanted to steal a TV that didn't belong to him. Steve Kerr is perfectly okay with that. He will not address that. But he'll come down on Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse and say that this country is on a dangerous path. Unreal. Unreal. But I'm not surprised that Steve Kerr had this take whatsoever. This is who he is. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Another terrible take by the woke Steve Kerr. Not surprised whatsoever. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. 
You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, we're going to continue to talk about the Cal Rittenhouse verdict when it comes to sports. Because now, folks, the Marxist NBA of China released a statement yesterday talking about the Cal Rittenhouse verdict. Kind of funny, you know, that they would actually talk about the Cal Rittenhouse verdict, but they remain silent when it comes to the atrocities going on in China. The NBA, they cannot be trusted when it comes to social justice. They are pro-criminal. And boy, the tweet that they put out was absolutely pathetic. They are getting roasted on Twitter. And we're going to be diving into that, man, because this is not a surprise coming from the NBA. They are the most woke sports league out there and they are pro criminal. They don't say anything about stand up law abiding citizens. It's all about the criminals to them. I mean, this is the the league that started uh, boycotting games over Jacob Blake. And, and of course, we know that Kyle Rittenhouse is tied to the Jacob Blake thing because the riots out there started because of Jacob Blake. It all goes back to him. Jacob Blake is the reason why Kenosha was burning. Jacob Blake is responsible for that. So we're going to be diving into what the Marxist NBA China had to say about this in this video, guys. First, make sure you go over to the Black and White Network merch store. Get your merch. Best-selling shirts right now. Media is the real virus. Socialism Media and LaChina James. Use the discount code LaChina Sucks, S-U-X, all one word. And we're going to give you 21% off your purchase. Folks. So this is the statement here from the Marxist NBA China about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Now, the NBA, they're supposed to be about sports. So they're speaking out on something that has nothing to do with sports. But I digress. So you see here a statement from National Basketball Social Justice Coalition director, executive director, James Tagogan, I guess that's where you pronounce the name, on the verdict in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Funny, but they mentioned nothing about China. It says here, our thoughts are with the families of those whose lives were taken in this tragedy. The right to peacefully protest is a bedrock of our democracy and the National Basketball Social Justice Coalition remains committed to preserving that right for all. Any forms of vigilantism in our society are unacceptable. So here, guys, they're calling Kyle Rittenhouse a vigilante. And they're calling the rioters down there peaceful protesters. And we know, folks, that is a lie. That is not what happened. Kyle Rittenhouse was surrounded by a mob of rioters. I mean, these people were rioting over there. But you know what? The NBA wants to spread a false narrative here. But the people that are replying to them on Twitter, they know the real truth. And the NBA is getting roasted for this. So check this out. This uh, person here gives the NBA nothing but thumbs down and says a jury was impaneled 
listened to the evidence and deliberated for days. That's the bedrock. You need to retract this statement and apologize to the jury. The judge, by the way, was appointed by a Democratic governor. Isn't that what you want? Of course, we know that the Marxist NBA China is in bed with the Socialist Democrats. That's not good enough for them because, you know, evidence doesn't mean a thing to the NBA. And I'm pretty sure that the NBA didn't watch one second of this trial because they're more concerned about, you know, their financial situation and China. All they're going to do is just virtue signal over this. Let's read some more of these uh, comments here. It says, uh, nothing says peaceful protests like busting someone's head with a skateboard, a foot and pointing a gun at someone. Bravo, NBA, bravo. Because we know that Kyle Rittenhouse was assaulted with a skateboard. But to the NBA, they are peaceful protesters. 100% a complete lie. Another person here says, we all support the right of peaceful protests. What happened in Kenosha was not a peaceful protest. It was a riot. It was anarchy. Many business owners lost everything. Insurance did not cover their losses. Self-defense is not vigilantism. You are so wrong. You are you are on the wrong side of history. I couldn't have said that any better right there. But did the Marxism yet China raise any money for these business owners that lost their business? Of course not. Of course not. You know, they're more concerned about the Jacob Blates of the other world. They can care less to them. Kyle Rittenhouse just said, all right, guys, you got me. Just go ahead, beat me up and possibly kill me. If that happened, guys, the NBA would have said nothing. Nothing whatsoever. This other uh, tweet here replied to their tweet says this peaceful protest and you see nothing but burning right here. You see. I guess this is an auto dealership with nothing but fire. Does that look like a peaceful protest? Absolutely not. Next one says, I know. I think they they mean this one, which is nothing but fire, nothing but burning. Definitely not a peaceful protest. Now, I love this one right here. This doesn't have anything to do with Kenosha, but this person uh, uh, tweets to them. Go on. And it shows the Muslim Uyghurs in the concentration camps in China. But of course, you know, the NBA has nothing to say about that. So I digress. Next one says, uh, where does the NBA stand on burning and looting of U.S. cities? They're perfectly okay with the burning and destruction of cities. They're perfectly okay with that. Have you guys not been paying attention to the NBA? They're perfectly okay with that. They're not perfectly okay with police protecting people. Guess what? Jacob Blake. The police were called because Jacob Blake was up to no good. He was doing some vile things that we can't even repeat on this video. Because Jacob Blake is a monster. An absolute monster. And this is a good one right here. If you're wondering why attendance and ratings are down, this post is a great example. Absolutely. The NBA ratings are in decline, probably up a little bit from, uh, you know, the bubble. But the NBA, its best days are long gone. The NBA is in bed with the Democrats, the socialists and in bed with communist China. They're not our friends. The NBA 
Used to be a very, very great league. David Stern, uh, the Jordan era back in the 80s and 90s. Love that era. This one right here is a bunch of lies. Completely a bunch of lies. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, the NBA just does not get it. Always siding with the criminals, siding with the rioters. But they have nothing to say on China. They put out this statement right here. But don't say a thing about China. Tone deaf. And I'm glad that people were roasting them on this ridiculous statement. That was not peaceful protesters. That was rioters. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, leftists are losing their mind. The Marxists, the socialists, the Maoist Leninists, they are freaking out because Kyle Rittenhouse is a free man. The race hustlers are out there crying left and right. This is white supremacy. And the woke sports media, woke athletes are no different at all. Now, we made several videos on this already. We talked about um, uh, Bubba Wallace Smollett talking about it. Then I made another video about more athletes uh, talking about situation and it and they all sound like NPCs. They are echoing the same thing. Race baiting left and right. But now we have another former athlete that has come out. And pretty much, you know, said the same thing. But this guy went a step further. And I'm talking about the communists known as Colin Kaepernick because he put out, I believe, a very, very dangerous tweet about Kyle Rittenhouse getting off on self-defense and make no mistake about it, guys. It was self-defense. Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself. Justifiably, folks, he defended himself. But the CNNs, the ESPNs, the Volt Sports Media, they are lying about everything. They either don't watch TV. They can't get their fat straight whatsoever. Jalen Rose believes that Jacob Blake is dead. ESPN has not corrected that. Rose did a video on that. They are freaking out over this. But we're going to be talking about Colin Kaepernick in this one because he is using this to race bait and completely tear down the United States of America. So we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. First, check out blackandwhitenetwork.com for free videos, exclusive content just for members of the website. The memberships just start at $5 per month. You can also shop and get your merch by clicking the shop tab and it will take you to the website. And don't forget, we are giving you 21% off. Use the discount code Lachana Sucks, S-U-X, all one word. So let's dive into this, guys. Colin Kaepernick says Rittenhouse verdict validates the need to abolish our current system. Anybody that knows Colin Kaepernick knows that he is a Castro uh, 
loyalist. He loves communism and he wants to use this verdict here to turn the United States of America into communist Cuba, probably even the former Soviet Union. But let's dive into this. Let's read this. Colin Kaepernick responded to the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict in a tweet on Friday stating that, quote, this further validates the need to abolish our current current system. Wow. The former NFL player also said that the not guilty verdict validates the terroristic acts of a white supremacist. This guy here, man, he completely disgusts me. This race hustler right here absolutely disgusts me. I don't know who is worse, him or LaChina James. I have no idea. And the other woke athletes, you know, they're just falling in line. But man, this guy right here is despicable, despicable. He's making millions of dollars race hustling. That's all he does. He is no different than the Martyrs known as Ibermets Kendi, a.k.a. Henry Rogers. But you can see the full tweet right here, guys. We just witnessed a system built on white supremacy validate the terroristic acts of a white supremacist. This only further validates the need to abolish our current system. White supremacy cannot be reformed. That is a very dangerous tweet, folks, because, you know, we live in a um, constitutional republic. Colin Kaepernick wants to turn this into an authoritarian, far left, Marxist, Leninist regime. Those are very, very dangerous words. This man is very, very dangerous. But, you know, to the uninformed, uneducated person that didn't follow the trial, Colin Kaepernick, Joy Reid, all these other socialists out there are preaching gospel to them. They are lying. I mean, these sports leagues too. even the woke NBA released a statement. I'm probably going to save that for another video. Guys, we can make a whole bunch of videos because the sports world is reacting to this. And this had nothing at all to do with sports. The Milwaukee Bucks, uh, one of the players actually talked about it. So we got to kind of got a sense where the Bucks stand. Because you guys remember, the Bucks started this whole thing after Jacob Blake was actually uh, shot by the police. He's not dead, by the way. The Bucks actually walked off the court in protest for a criminal. And of course, Colin Kaepernick is definitely pro-criminal. Because the guys that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, shot and two of them died, unfortunately, they were criminals. But this is the type of people that woke athletes People in the Walt sports media, they don't want you to know any of this. These people are vile human beings. Absolutely terrible. One of those guys, his crimes are so bad. We can't even mention it here on YouTube. But man, I'm, j- I'm not surprised that Colin Kaepernick, other politicians, including Joe Biden, labeled this kid a white supremacist without any evidence whatsoever. And everybody in this whole situation, and I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate it again, were all white. None of these people were black. And the guys that Kyle Rittenhouse actually did shot shot, they were they weren't protesters. They were riders. They cared nothing about black lives. I mean, one of these guys was actually calling Kyle Rittenhouse the N-word. What does what does Colin Kaepernick have to say about that? You know, a white man 
dropping the N-word. Disputing it right there. It's on camera. The videotape is out there, folks. But I'm pretty sure Colin Kaepernick does not care about any of that. Any of that whatsoever. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Colin Kaepernick putting out dumb tweets. That's all he really does. Nobody cares about his uh his little Netflix show. He's making millions of dollars. He's acting like a vi- victim, as always. But Colin Kaepernick is a 100% complete loser. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our black and white sports. This is exactly why we are in the situation that we are in with Kyle Rittenhouse and the narratives out there. It's why people are protesting in the streets for the supposed narrative around racial injustice. Somehow, some way. The mainstream media, the woke sports media, and ignorant people like Joy Reid and Jalen Rose has turned Kyle Rittenhouse, that entire situation, into a racial issue when he popped caps in three assholes' asses that all happened to be white. By the way, in self-defense. Just saying. Just saying. Somehow that turned into a race issue and... Part of the issue, the media is the real virus. You remember that shirt? Well, people like Jalen Rose is part of the real virus because they're spreading what? Ignorance. Ignorance. And ignorance is dangerous when it's not corrected. Well, leave it to woke ESPN to not correct ignorance. And ignorance of this level, this kind of F up, is absolutely, it's irresponsible, it's dangerous, it's unhealthy, and it's the reason we are split in half in this country. And uh, this is nuts. I mean, it's nuts that after this long, that this story could be messed up this bad, still, Jacob Blake. Yeah, because Jacob Blake and Kyle Rittenhouse are tied together, okay, Uh, as we know. The, the Kyle Rittenhouse situation happened over Kenosha being burnt to the ground. Well, ESPN declines to comment on Jalen Rose's uh, airing of lies about Jacob Blake. And I'm not going to play the clip because YouTube will nail us and ESPN will get pissed and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but this is basically what happened. A Wisconsin jury found Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty on all five criminal charges Friday. And for some reason, ESPN's NBA pregame show built a planned segment. Why are you, why do you have a sectioned off segment during a sports show about Jacob Blake 
Can and Kyle Rittenhouse? Can somebody explain that to me? This is why ESPN's ratings have plummeted over the years. You tune in for a basketball game, and you're getting a social justice lecture that's full of facts that are total and complete horseshit. ESPN then failed to get the facts right. During the conversation, Jalen Rose, who has turned into a leftist lunatic, said that the police shot and killed an innocent Jacob Blake. Well, we got two things wrong and really wrong right there. Whom the riot at which Rittenhouse shot three men started over. Now, Clay Travis grabbed the comments directly off the TV. I listened to him. Uh, It's hard to to hear it if you play it from here. Uh, So I'm not going to play it. But what Jalen Rose said was, and we'll just get down to it here. First, the police, he come out and he said, the police shot and killed Jacob Blake. Jalen Rose said that yesterday. Number one, one, Jacob Blake is alive. He did not get killed. He did not get shot and killed. How can you mess that up that bad? The difference between somebody being alive and dead. That's massive. It's so irresponsible. Do not talk about this stuff. Well, you shouldn't be talking about it anyway because it's basketball. It's a basketball program. But do not talk about this stuff if you can't get simple, I mean, pre-K kindergarten facts right. I mean, the difference between a dude being alive and dead and people burning down a city and you mess it up that bad. Jacob Blake is not dead. He is not deceased. He is not deceased. Okay? And fact number two, number two, Jacob Blake was not innocent. Okay, he walked around a car, he opened a car door, he was trying to pull out a knife, a knife which he admitted to having. The police begged him on video, stop what you are doing. I guess we should just allow Jacob Blake to pull a knife and carve up police and that's okay. Now I'm going to be honest with you, assholes like Jalen Rose, they would be perfectly fine with that. They would. Okay, so you mess it up that bad. First, the police did not kill Jacob Blake. Blake is alive. Yep, that's that's right, outkick. Moreover, the police did not commit a crime when they shot Blake. Exactly. On August 23, 2020, police arrived at a scene after a woman who Blake had, let's just call it assaulted, called the cops on him. Once the police arrived, Blake had a knife in his possession, refused to drop it, then the police shot him. Remember, Blake himself admitted that he was armed with a knife. This is a quote. Yeah, I had my knife. Good God. Interestingly, this is the third time an ESPN personality has out and out lied about Jacob Blake. In April, ESPN's Mark Jones interrupted a live NBA game and the police said the police shot Blake. While he was unarmed. Well, that's a lie. Uh, ESPN refused to acknowledge Jones's lie after several media requests. Only three weeks later, Adrian Wojnarowski spread the exact same lie. 
about Blake in a column that was posted on ESPN, edited by them, and promoted on its homepage. That's crazy. Clay Travis did come out and say this, by the way. This may be giving ESP, uh, too much credit to ESPN, but by the way, to say this is simply an egregious error given the woke sports playbook, it's also possible ESPN just wants to continue to spread decisive, divisive lies and doesn't care about facts at all. Equally as likely. Yeah. Outkick asked ESPN for comment on Rose's blatant lies during their broadcast. And as you can imagine, ESPN declined to comment. This is an egregious programming failure across all parts of the network, particularly considering how tense, this is what what I just said, how tense the country is right now. Brooklyn's got protests, Kenosha, Portland, of course, Antifa's out there. And you've got a guy going out on a show. I was going to say that millions of people were watching, but ESPN's ratings and the NBA's are so bad. I'll just call it hundreds of thousands of people are watching. But still, you're influencing people that will not go out of their way to do simple research on these issues. I'm talking simple, factual Research. And ESPN will do nothing about it. They will not take responsibility. You would think John Skipper was still leading ESPN right now. He's not. He's not. That is irresponsible. It's dangerous. I mean, at this point, ESPN is MSNBC. It is CNN. In my opinion, somebody like Jalen Rose really and truly should be removed from air over making this big of a mistake. But they, they probably won't even say anything. They won't comment. They won't reprimand him. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into. Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for black and white sports. Well, LeBron James has opened his mouth. Not about that one thing that happened yesterday, but about Enos Cantor. The Celtics played the Lakers, by the way. And uh, I have not checked the box score. I don't know how much Enos got in the game. As we know, it looked like Enos had basically been benched over his uh, over his uh, strong words against the Chinese Communist Party, Nike, the NBA, LaChina James, and of course uh, LeBron's silence on issues involving the the Uyghurs and the uh, President Xi and Tibet. And so many other things. I mean, Hong Kong. Now, LeBron had plenty to say about Daryl Morey, but he hasn't had a lot to say about Enos Cantor. Well, he's decided last night he made a comment as if for some reason LeBron believes that Enos is trying to make a name for himself off of you after all these years in the league. I mean, look, 
an average NBA player makes about $8 million a year. Do you really believe Enos Cantor needs your approval, your co-sign, your support in order to na- uh, make a name for himself? And the reason he's calling you out is because you've tried and you've went out of your way to make everything politicized yourself. You've done that to you, LeBron James. Whether it's Jacob Blake, whether it's doxing out the police in Ohio, whether it's running your mouth about the police and uh, uh, causing issues with those two deputies getting shot in L.A., yeah, I still feel like your irresponsible lack of knowledge when it comes to social justice, you had a hand in that, okay? Um, you like to claim that you do your research. You like to claim that you're educated on things, but you're ignorant. I mean, people are literally making fun of you. The Rittenhouse trial went down yesterday, and people were like, oh, I need to find out what LeBron says so I know how to feel. And, of course, people are making fun of you, okay? Uh, so we're going to get to this story because he did he did actually acknowledge Enos Cantor last night. And in true, true LeBron James fashion, he made it all about him. He did. Uh, I'm wearing our LaChina James shirt. Grab it out of the merch store. Use promo code. La China sucks, S-U-X, all one word. Get 21% off this shirt or any other shirt in the merch store. Let's get to this story. LeBron James, this is from Yahoo. Enos Cantor's trying to use my name to create an opportunity for himself. you got to be kidding me. Enos Cantor passed L.A. superstar LeBron James without exchanging a word during pregame warm-ups, but the Celtics center's sneakers said more than enough. One of Cantor's sneakers featured James' likeness being crowned by the Chinese president, Xi Jinping. The other read, quote, I am informed and educated on the situation, a reference to James's 2019 comments in the wake of then Rockets general manager Daryl Morey's tweet in support of protest in Hong Kong. Quote, money over morals for the king. Cantor wrote on social media, uh, with a, along with a series of custom sneakers, quote, sad and disgusting how these athletes pretend they care about social justice. They really do shut up and dribble when Big Boss China says so. Did you educate yourself about slave labor that made your shoes? And, or is that not part of your research? And he's referring to the fact that LeBron James has went out of his way to say he is so educated and does extensive research when it comes to issues involving social justice when we know he doesn't, okay? Or he wouldn't be out there uh, spreading the kind of lies he does about uh, social justice. It sounds like he watches MSNBC's Joy Reid and just goes out and regurgitates her racism. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay, well, following the 130-108 to 108 loss to the Celtics, God, <laughs> oh, the Lakers got destroyed. Quote, this is what James said. Quote, I don't give too many people my energy, said James, who made his return from a abdominal sprain that cost him the previous eight games. He's definitely not somebody I would give my energy to. He's trying to use my name to create an opportunity for himself. I definitely won't comment too much on that. He's always had a word or two to say in my direction. As a man, if you've got an issue with somebody, you really come up to them. 
He had his opportunity tonight. I saw him in the hallway. He walked right by me. Cantor sneakers are part of a season-long advocacy for human rights in China. He wore different pairs in every game in support of citizens of Tibet, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Xinjiang, seeking sovereignty from the Chinese rule. The custom sneakers featured pointed messages. Free China. Taiwan belongs to Taiwanese people. Free Hong Kong. Free Uyghurs. No Beijing 2022. Talking about the Olympics. And I can't even really read the rest. Our YouTube would nail me. He's also called out Nike and other entities. And, of course, the Celtics are over there banned. Their games are banned in China because of Inter. Uh, Enos Cantor. So, um, interesting. LeBron somehow, some way, found this uh, found this as a way to make it about himself. Like Enos is trying to ride his coattails. No, you're the biggest star in the sport, and he called you out. You have brought this on yourself, LeBron James. You can't go out there. You can't try to champion social justice. And then when the most egregious of acts are being done, and technically speaking, you're co-signing on it by championing Nike, yeah, you're going to get called out. If somebody's going to get involved with this particular human rights uh, kind of protest, they're going to call you out, okay? If I was Enos Cantor, if I was anybody else that gets involved in this, you're going to get called out on this because you are associated with the Nike brand, okay? You have made it so important. Uh, how You made it clear how important China is to you, to your movie that just came out. And and look, you're, you've run your mouth about all these social justice issues, but you don't seem to care about actual social justice issues. You're a hypocrite, and that is why Enos Cantor calls you out. Okay, you're talking about, well, he could have walked up to me. And do what? And do what exactly, LeBron James? Well, what is he supposed to do when he walks up to you, huh? It it, it kind of amazes me. Uh, this guy's ignorant. Uh, he always has been ignorant. Uh, he is no social justice hero. He never has been. Uh, you can't run your mouth and put people in danger. And in my opinion, LeBron James has been endangering people including the police, for two, three, four years now. He takes no responsibility, and everything is everybody else's fault. It always has been with LeBron. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. I hope Enos keeps it up. Uh, Unlike Colin Kaepernick, who was not blackballed by the uh, NFL, it seems to me like Enos Cantor, who's had his playing time cut down to Neil. It looks like he is a true victim of possible blackballing involving uh, standing up for what they believe in. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. Well, Antonio Brown allegedly, and we want to make sure we're clear about that, allegedly. We don't know. Okay, but 
Some things came out the other day in regards to Antonio Brown involving a potential fake vaccination card. I'm I'm being trying to be very careful here, YouTube. Um, because again, this is all allegedly. We don't know. Okay, there's we don't know that there's any proof anywhere. Now Bruce Arians has come out and put some comments out there. Mike Florio is in a tizzy, and it should be noted that while Aaron Rodgers got screwed over for two straight weeks by the the media, this would be a much, much bigger story if we found out that an entire team had had fake vaccination cards, allegedly, once again. Okay, we don't know. Um, An ex-chef came out, and um, we don't know if there's a vendetta there. Talking about Antonio Brown, but uh, very quickly, I'll get you up to speed on that. But most importantly, we'll then get to Bruce Arians. Um, The former chef for Antonio Brown, who has accused a wide receiver of the Bucks of obtaining a fake vaccine card, now says Brown acquired it from an unnamed teammate. On Thursday, Stephen Rees, a former live-in chef for Brown, claimed that he was owed 10 grand and unpaid wages, and said Brown had received a fake vaccine card. Rees provided a screen grab to the Tampa Bay Times of text messages with Brown's girlfriend, Cindy Moreau, in which she offered to pay him $500 for a Johnson Johnson vaccine card on Brown's behalf. Rees said he did not carry out the task. He he told the outlet Brown succeeded in obtaining a fraudulent card somewhere else, an attorney for Brown denied the allegations. Reese threw more gasoline on the fire, telling ESPN that Brown obtained the fake vaccine card from an unnamed teammate. He got them from another player who was selling them. That player came over to the house multiple times. He had to get another copy of CYD's vaccine card because they got her birthday wrong on the first one. Quote, I'm going to sit here for a little while. The the truth will eventually come out if this does become a bigger and deeper investigation to follow. Just to get in the legal terms, this will all come to light. Despite the text message exchange, Moreau denied knowing Ruiz. An attorney for Brown, Sean Burstein, told the Times his client is indeed fully vaccinated. Quote, Antonio Brown appreciates the severity of the pandemic which is why he got the vaccine and supports everyone who it is advisable to get the vaccine. The virus has hit close to home as it took him out of a game. He's healthy, vaccinated, and ready to win a Super Bowl. One of the worst parts of the pandemic has been a movement to cast doubt on countries' programs with baseless and vindictive tabloid gossip. Okay, so, yeah, all right. If Antonio's doctors and guidelines require a booster shot, then at the time he'll be happy to do it on live TV and let everybody come watch. That's interesting because uh, somebody may just call you out on that, um, Antonio Brown. So now let's get to, this is going to be Florio. Now it should be noted very quickly Florio is still recovering from his fingers bleeding from the 78 articles he wrote on Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not kidding. He wrote 78 articles in in a matter of like five, four or five days just on Aaron Rodgers. Think about that a minute. 
Uh, of course, Florio's a Corona bro. So I've said before, Pro Football Talk's a great show when he sticks to freaking football, the actual game, and not this crap. But here we go. Bruce Arians insists as to the Antonio Brown fake vaccination card claim. Their quote is no story. Receiver uh, Antonio Brown allegedly obtained and used a fake vaccine card. uh, Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians on Friday tried to dismiss the story, both predictably and unfortunately. See, Florio's got to put his snarky-ass comment in there. In in fairness, he does admit he, he, he does do that. Quote, there is no story, Arians told Rich Eisen. Yeah, Brown says he's fully vaccinated, has a card, just like everybody else on the team. There's a trust factor that does go along with it, and we did our due diligence on everybody. The league will look into the matter and do their due diligence, but it's really no story. And this is where Florio calls him out, right here. But why do the, quote, due diligence, is there a trust factor? This comment from Arians further confirms the notion that the Buccaneers simply looked at the card, saw nothing looked fishy, and didn't bother to make a phone call to confirm Brown received the vaccine on the date represented on the card at the place represented on the card from a lot number represented on the card. Oh, Florio is in rare form. Eisen also asked Arians whether he called Brown into an office to discuss the situation. No, but somebody else did, Arians said. His contention that was made much more confusing by the fact that Arians said a few words later, I've asked him, when a guy gives me a card, I'm good with it, Arians said. I don't know how this story got going other than somebody wanted some money. Okay, and look, I've got to absolutely acknowledge That's sort of what this looks like is some shakedown situation from an ex-disgruntled chef that looks like he may be owed money from Brown. Now, there's even a deeper part of this that has got some people speculating on Tom Brady because somehow, some way, somebody was talking about the fact that Alex Guerrero is involved in this. Yeah, TB12's trainer. Okay, and there's been speculation, and we're talking allegedly speculation. This is purely speculation that TB12 is not vaccinated. Okay, that's that's been out there. Uh, he's he had the Wuhan virus. Okay, uh, so uh, there's been speculation on that. Make no mistake, if that ever comes out, holy shit, that'll make that will dwarf the Aaron Rodgers thing. If it's found out that Brady's got using a fake card, et cetera, et cetera. Do I think that's happening? No, I don't. Okay. In full, and look, in for full clarification, I think this is all ludicrous because we're talking about world-class athletes in peak condition. All right. The fact is the odds are great that this virus would hit them and bounce right off of them. Okay. Um, underlying conditions and all that are probably probably YouTube going to be minimal here. All right. I'm not really here to discuss the medical side, but you get my point. But people like Florio is not going to give this up. He's a lawyer and uh, he's going to keep going because he is so ate up with knowing the vaccination thing. And look, their speculation has been that the fake vaccine thing may have been a thing in the NFL for a while, uh, allegedly. 
So we don't know. This could be a huge story. Uh, we'll have to find out whether or not I'm even able to keep this video up on the live channel. I'm going to put it up. Um, I put out a video on Jason Whitlock. I had to move it to our website because, I mean, it got struck down immediately. So we'll find out. This is a massive story, and I'm hoping I can I can share it. So tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans, because uh, is this a story to you? It's a huge story. You can tell it's starting to build momentum because, yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to acknowledge Bruce Arians is saying some things that does sound interesting. He says due diligence and then says trust factor. Okay, so I get that. I mean, yeah, that, that perks my ears up, too, as somebody that likes to ask questions and then ask follow-up questions if I don't like your answer. I want to know, damn it. Uh, now, do I think it's any of my business whether he's got a vaccine card or not? No, hell no, it's not. Uh, but for the sake of investigating, I can understand if somebody did want to know why they would continue to ask. I get that. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. Wow, this is this is brewing into a bigger than Aaron Rodgers situation eventually. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodent for Black and White Live. Well... It looks like Scottie Pippen cannot keep his mouth shut. Cannot keep his mouth shut. He has gone after Michael Jordan. And now he has decided to go after the other goat, Tom Brady. That's right. Now, we should be, for full cl clarity on this situation, you might be wondering, what is Scottie Pippen up to? I'm going to tell you what Scottie Pippen's up to, and I'm going to show you what he is up to because um he's releasing a book yeah yeah he's doing all this for publicity on a book and this is the book on amazon it's called unguarded and it should be noted that uh right now this book is 757 on is its sales rank the best sellers rank this book is way down at seven fifty seven on Amazon right now. Okay, not in the top one hundred, not in the top two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, six hundred. You have to be over seven hundred, over seven hundred, to get to Scottie Pippen's book. So Scottie Pippen is, as you can imagine, desperate for sales. So he is trying to do any and everything he can. Anybody he can go after, Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, and now Tom Brady, to try to get some controversy generated around this stinking-ass, sorry-ass book he's got. Scottie Pippen questions whether Tom Brady is the greatest NFL player of all time. Is Scottie Pippen even a top 50 NBA player ever? I think that's a legit question. Top 75, maybe? Um, top 757? 
Oh, NBA legend Scottie Pippen has been under the microscope for over the last few weeks as he promotes his book, quote, unguarded. Uh, Not selling is what they should rename it. And it takes to task his former teammate, Michael Jordan, and the Last Dance documentary. In an interview with GQ magazine on Thursday, Pippen was asked about his legacy and where he would put himself among NBA's all-time greats. In his answer, Pippen admitted he wouldn't put Tom Brady as the greatest player in the NFL because of how important the team aspect is in football. Okay, well, we're going to get to that in a second. I'm going to say in basketball, there's no way to place yourself. You know, yeah, it's pretty easy. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. There's hard to play Tom Brady at the top. I guess that's supposed to be hard to place Tom Brady at the top, but that's not what they wrote. It's hard to place Tom Brady at the top of the NFL, even though he's won a lot of championships. There are almost 70 players on each team. He is, pl- is he playing on every side of the football? Is he on kickoff? Is he on punt return? Because if he ain't playing all rows, then he's got to give credit to his team. Tom Brady's always giving credit to his teams. And I place myself with the greatest team that ever played in the NBA. Brady picked up his seventh Super Bowl title in February when the Bucs defeated the Chiefs. And he has more championships than any other team in the NFL. He's also on the top of two of the most important individual statistical categories, passing yards and passing touchdowns. He has 82,074 passing yards and 608 touchdowns. And at 44, he's still considered one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Comparing greatness across sports is tough. If there is a Mount Rushmore of sports, Brady is certainly among those on it. Yeah. I mean, come on. What Scottie Pippen is trying to do here is downplay the fact that in the history of the NBA, like I said, is he in the top 50 players ever? I'm not so sure about this. And it's so obvious that he is trying to say this controversial stuff to sell a book. I mean, I oh, I didn't bring enough heat from going after Michael Jordan. Let me go after Tom Brady now. Okay? It's utterly ridiculous. Look, you're in sports, you are judged based on championships. You are. Okay? There are two unquestioned goats in sports history, Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, I I, I thought Michael Jordan was always going to be ahead of Tom Brady until Tom Brady went out with a different team in a different conference, and in his first year with that conference, won a Super Bowl, okay? And then I said, you know what? I'm probably going to move Tom ahead of Michael Jordan. I know that's controversial, but look, we're still talking. Uh, we're, we're, we're picking nits at, this, at that point, okay? But Scottie Pippen's not even in the conversation. He's not even in the conversation, and I think it bugs Scottie that he's not in the conversation. He's not anywhere close to a top. There's no argument he's not in the top 30 NBA players of all time. That's that's a non-issue. Okay? And I think he truly believes 
that he's probably one of the top 10 or so best players ever. And I think it was pretty obvious once Michael Jordan was gone, he had a chance with different teams, the Bulls, the Trailblazers, to truly be a Jordan, lead a team, and he couldn't do it. He was a good a good player, but he couldn't do it. All right, He was among the best players in the league, but he couldn't do it. He couldn't excel. And yes, you're judged by championships. If you don't believe me, ask Dan Marino, ask Charles Barkley. Okay, hell, Charles Barkley's my all-time favorite basketball player. He is. But he never got that NBA ring, so I can never put Charles in the top 10, no matter what. No matter how much I like Charles Barkley, he cannot go in the top 10. Okay, Dan Marino. I would love to put Dan Marino in the top 10 in the NFL ever of, of quarterbacks. He certainly had top 10 talent. He certainly put up top 10 numbers. But he never got the ring. And yes, championships championships are what people are judged on, period. It's the reason why Aaron Rodgers takes as much heat as he does. Because without a doubt, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks ever. But at the end of the day, Rodgers only has one ring. Okay, in my opinion, I mean, he, he'll never come close unless he wins... Let's say two more rings, then at least he can get in the top five conversation. But in my opinion, he's got a tough road to haul to even get in the top ten. He might, but then you're you're talking about comparing him and, and Brett Favre. Um, again, Scottie Pippen's got a book that came out this month, a few weeks ago. It's only been out three weeks, and it's not selling it's not selling. When you got a book that is that far down the, the, the selling list, I mean, the book's only got 71 ratings on it on the largest sales site on the internet, Amazon. It's got 71 ratings on it over three weeks. His book is not selling. And Scotty is desperate. He's already thrown Michael on the bus. It didn't help his sales. Now he's trying to throw Tom Brady under the bus, and I seriously doubt that's going to do anything for him. I could care less. Do you really want to read a book from the 68th best player of all time? I mean, really? Not a, In fact, I liked Scottie Pippen a lot more uh, a year ago than I do now because I think he's th- uh, shown his true colors. I think he's jealous. I think he's petty. And um, I thought he was better than what he's turned out to be from a personal standpoint. Now, he looks disgruntled, and he looks bitter. Hey, you you are where you are in the history of sports, and you're nowhere close to Michael Jordan. You're nowhere close to Tom Brady or Joe Montana, you know. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. Pathetic, Scotty Pippen. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white live fans, the most important athlete 
in the history of sports to his or her particular sport. I believe it's Tiger Woods. I really, really do, because without Tiger Woods, golf is pretty much irrelevant. Now, I know that there are some diehard um, golf fans out there, but for the most part, without him, people probably will not tune into the PGA Tour because Tiger Woods was just that important to the PGA Tour. However, earlier this year, and I'm pretty sure most of you guys remember this, Tiger Woods was involved in an horrific car accident. He shattered his leg. A lot of people weren't sure if he was actually going to be able to play golf again. And actually, at that time, nobody was actually really concerned about his golf game. People just wanted Tiger Woods to be okay because that car crash looked horrible. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was actually on a cliff. Um, Tiger Woods had to be rescued. They had to bring in the jaws of life to actually rescue him. I'm absolutely shocked that Tiger Woods is actually still alive based on the pictures from that uh, car accident. But he's been seen around. He's been on crutches. But now, guys, it seems like Tiger Woods may actually be back. And I'm talking about back to golfing because everyone wants to see Tiger Woods on the tour. Let's jump into this, guys. Tiger Woods swings golf club in video with outstanding health update. It appeared to be the first visual evidence of Tiger Woods swinging a, a club since the February crash. And so it's been, what, uh, 10 months now since that crash? It says here, Tiger Woods posted an amazing update on his uh, health months after suffering a devastating leg injury in a Los Angeles car crash that put his professional golf career in jeopardy. Woods posted a video with a two-word message, making progress. Now, when you see this uh, video clip here, it actually shows him just swinging the golf club. Um, not, not necessarily, you know, teeing off, but um, it's not even really a full golf swing here. But we're going to go ahead and um, watch this clip here. It's only three seconds long. Let's check it out. Yeah, like I said, it's only three seconds long. I just let it keep playing a few times so you guys can actually see. Now, I'm no golf expert whatsoever, whatsoever, but he looks pretty good right here. And uh, if we uh, play it again, like I said, I'm not an expert on the swing or anything. Um, my golf game is actually pretty bad. I've been to like Top Golf a few times, and that's pretty much it. I cannot play golf whatsoever, but considering, you know, that his right leg was pretty much shattered and he's still wearing a sleeve over that leg. I don't know uh, what the scars look look like or anything like that. But to see Tiger Woods, you know, back on the golf course, saying that he is making progress. This has to lead people to believe that he is really, really attempting to make a full comeback to the PGA Tour. Like I said at the beginning of this video, he is the most important athlete to his particular sport in sports history. I don't even really think it's um, a question. Yeah, Tom Brady's the golden football, but football will continue on without him. 
Uh, the NBA continued on without Michael Jordan and now it did decline, but it's still there. It's still relevant. I don't know how, but it still is. Um, baseball still around too without Barry Bonds, but without Tiger Woods, golf is kind of irrelevant, you know, unless there's this Nets, uh, Tiger Woods that can, um, you know, change the world like he did. But I just don't see that. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans, Tiger Woods making progress. And you saw it right there on that video. Three seconds long, not a whole lot to actually see. But he is swinging a golf club and he's sending a message. He is coming back. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. Well, we got breaking news. And I would say, well, it's surprising, but I kind of saw this coming. I kind of felt like it was coming. That cedar was getting hotter and hotter in Florida. And Dan Mullins has gotten his ass ran off. Yeah, he's gone. That's it. It's over. It's a wrap. Steve Sarkeesian for the University of Texas better have his eyes and ears open at this point after this. Uh, Florida was ranked, by the way, as high as 10 this year. God, and I can remember watching that game earlier in this year that they played against Alabama, and I mean, they gave Alabama the utter shits. Unbelievable, this just fell apart. Florida fired football coach Dan Mullen on Sunday, hours after the Gators lost in overtime to Missouri. Athletic director Scott Strickland said, the Gators dropped to 5-6, and six, Overall, two and six in the SEC. Jesus, this is crazy. After a 24-23 loss, Mullen noted at the end it was the team's, quote, seven straight loss in one possession games. Missouri entered the game with the nation's 118th ranked defense with the Gators offense scoring 92 points in the last two games. But it appeared to be bigger than that for Florida. Mullen's team was ranked as high as 10th this year and started promising even with that two-point loss I was talking about to Alabama in the third game. But since then, the team lost to Kentucky, LSU, and Georgia, and they were trounced by South Carolina. That South Carolina loss was was a, what I think was really, really the beginning of the end. Greg Knox, the team's special teams coordinator, running back coach, will be the interim. Outkicks Clay Travis noted in his starting column earlier Sunday that Florida was 2-8 in their last 10 against Power 5 conference opponents. Florida is one of three teams that aren't bowl eligible, I assume, in the SEC. LSU and Vanderbilt are the others. The multiple 10-win seasons and a three-year contract extension he just signed six months ago wasn't enough to save his job. Mullen took over as Florida's head coach in 2018 after nine years at Mississippi State. He was 34-15 and 15 with the Gators, 2-1 in bowl games, but couldn't elevate the team in the college football playoff contention.
It's unclear what happens next. Florida, which still has solid quarterbacks in Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson, the team just needs to beat Florida State to become bowl eligible at this point, but it appears to be a tall order. Good God. That better not be a tall order, but I guess it would be at this point. And in case you're wondering on an individual season level, this is Dan with Florida. 10-3, and three, won the Peach Bowl. 11-2, and two, won the Orange Bowl. 8-4, and four, lost the Cotton Bowl. And 5-6, and 34-15, out. 103-61 and 61 as a head coach overall. I got to be real with you here. I understand why Florida had to make this move. Um, considering what happens, look, you get boosters involved and everything, and, and everybody starts taking a bunch of heat, okay? And they kind of want to move. They want to move to happen here. Uh, the only thing that I caution is, be, like me being in Texas here, they fired Tom Herman, who had a couple of pretty good years. And now look what they got. Texas is four and seven. Steve Sarkeesian. And on, you know, I think Sarkeesian is one of these great coordinator guys, but head coach, yeah. Um, Dan Mullen, look, I don't know where they'll go with uh, the Florida program because look, now you got USC, LSU, and Florida all that need a job. By the way, Urban Meyer. <laughs> is still struggling in Jacksonville, although they've shown signs of life. I'm just putting that out there. Florida Gator fans, Urban Meyer's not too far away. Um, just keep your eyes and ears open for that. The other one, and I know this sounds crazy, but it's getting floated around for LSU. It's going to get floated around for these college jobs. Don't sleep on John Gruden to any of these jobs. I absolutely would not. These high-profile college jobs that need NFL pedigree don't sleep on John Gruden, Super Bowl champion. I'm just telling you, I know he had the controversy with the Raiders and all of that, but I can tell you right now, in Louisiana, in Florida, John Gruden is not going to be looked at crossways by those communities they are not okay it's i mean they're gonna they they would wrap john gruden in their loving arms immediately in any one of those communities i know you may think i'm crazy john gruden can coach look at the raiders since he was gone the last couple of weeks they look like they are in total shambles and the one thing that was kicking ass with the raiders that raiders offense was rolling under gruden Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, we cover primarily the NFL. That's that's. But I'm letting you know right now, it's always going to be name recognition for some of these jobs, right? Uh, you got Matt Campbell. He's out there somewhere. You got Matt Rule with the Panthers. Yeah, there's been some rumors that he might want out because of his quarterback situation. But don't look now, he's got Cam, and Cam's kicking ass today while, I, while I'm making this video. So you never know. He may want to hang around. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Dan Mullen, that's a wrap. Texas, get rid of Sark for crying out loud. Cut your losses. The dude can't coach. He never could coach. 
Peace. I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriance for Black and White Sports. Well, the world is anxiously awaiting the response from LeBron James over the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. A lot of people are now calling out LeBron. We're calling out LeBron. Where are you? Where are you, LeBron to James? Wuhan James. La China James. La Woke James. You've got an opinion about everything involving politics, social justice, maybe not China. You know, you have no opinion on that, it seems. But you have put yourselves in you have put yourself in the crosshairs of this Kyle Rittenhouse situation. When you took it upon yourself to make fun of a young man that had went through a traumatic situation on the stand the other day by tweeting out something that uh, that was, you know, in my opinion, horrific. You tweeted out something. You made fun of a young man in a traumatic situation over a self-defense situation. And you have gone strangely quiet. Well, now you are officially taking hits from all over the place. Two of them coming by way of Donald Trump Jr. and the great Candace Owens. They both called you out. Don Jr. flat called you out. Don Jr. waiting on LeBron's dumbest shit opinion on Kyle Rittenhouse. And this is what LeBron has done to himself. Does anybody have a more fragile ego than LeBron James? I mean, really? And we know where LeBron stands because we all remember this uh, interview he had a while back where basically he come out and said he hates white people. Uh, so we know where he stands on that front, okay? He, him and Joy Reid are two racist peas in a pod. Well, here we go. Don Jr. called him out. And they go on to talk about uh, everything that Kyle Rittenhouse was charged with. We don't have to go into that because our subscribers are smart and they know this case inside and out. If he had been convicted, he could have got upwards of life in prison. Following the acquittal, Don Jr. took to Twitter to mock mock the L.A. Lakers star LeBron James. Patiently waiting for LeBron James' inevitable dumb-as-shit take on today's verdict. Rittenhouse, who was 17 at the time of the shooting, took the stand during the trial testifying he was acting in self-defense. Never wanted to kill anybody. Quote, I didn't do anything wrong. I defended myself, Rittenhouse said. He infamously broke down crying, which garnered the attention of LeBron. Who mocked him on Twitter. By the way, by the way, tough guy LeBron is what? 6'9", 268? What is he, about 38 years old now? That's a real tough guy now, isn't it? Real tough. Uh, But nonetheless, LeBron went on there and mocked and made fun of Kyle Rittenhouse. So now... He has put himself in the crosshairs of everybody, including us, including Sports Wars. Everybody wants to know 
how LeBron James feels. Now Donald Trump Jr., we're all waiting. We're waiting. I mean, at this point, LeBron James is Scooby-Doo. Where the F are you? And I noticed, I went and looked before I made this video, you haven't said anything yet on this case. You haven't said a damn word. You're, I mean, you're, you're, you're surely going to. So, the great Candace Owens, who we have chronicled many times on this channel, has come out and destroyed LeBron James in the past. Absolutely obliterated him, eviscerated him. She tweeted something out, and she didn't even need any words to absolutely, completely, and utterly destroy LeBron James when it comes to this issue. She simply put this tweet out. It is a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse with a, uh, a pair of gloves on. I don't blame him, sanitizing gloves. Uh, you might not want to catch the uh, Wuhan virus, that is Wuhan James, uh, uh, with his uh, sanitizing gloves on, cleaning the tears with a rag and some, it looks like Mr. Clean uh, Lemon Cleaner, cleaning the tears of LeBron James. This is what LeBron James gets for having went after an 18-year-old on the stand. I'm sure he's suffering from PTSD. We're not talking about a kid here that was in the military. You're talking about somebody that went through a traumatic situation. Three guys came after him, and he had to, he had to defend himself. Really brave kid. I mean, unbelievably brave kid. Um, exactly the example of what uh, an American patriot is. And a coward like LeBron James went after him. And because LeBron James has such a track record with wanting to talk about everything but China, the human rights issues in China, now he is in the crosshairs of everybody because we're all waiting. Because with every day that goes by now, LeBron James is a GD coward for not saying anything. Now, for the record, whatever he was going to say, I'm sure was going to be, as Don Jr. said, dumb as shit. But you started this. You ran your mouth like a bully. You went after an 18-year-old, wanted to make fun of him, and now that it didn't go your way, you have disappeared. I'm sorry this isn't a basketball team where when things don't go your way, you can get the coach run off and trade away all the players on the team like you've done your entire career. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Where, LeBron James, where are you? Scooby-Doo, where are you? Where are you, LeBron James? Is, is Shaggy somewhere and you're wrapped up in his arms and you're looking like you're dumb as shit? Where are you, LaChina James? Candace Owens did not disappoint. And Don Jr. says what we're all thinking. LeBron. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into 
black and white sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, ever since the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict came down a few days ago, the woke sports athletes out there in the woke sports media, they have been triggered. And the biggest woke sports person out there in sports is one LeBron James, a.k.a. LaChana James. Many athletes have voiced their opinion on the verdict. And of course, the vast majority of them have all went with the leftist talking points that Kyle Rittenhouse got away with murder. And anybody that actually watched the trial knows that is just not true. However, we have not heard from one LaChana James. He has been shockingly solid on the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Actually, guys, when the verdict came down, LeBron James was actually trending on Twitter. The reason why people were waiting for him to actually tweet out his thoughts on the verdict. And guys, LeBron James has tweeted out absolutely nothing about the verdict. Nothing. I don't even think he's even addressed it up until this point. However, guys, now that seems to have changed now as we kind of got an insight on what LeBron James thinks about this verdict. However, I believe it's in the most cowardly way possible, guys. So we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. So first, go over to the Black and White Network store and get your merch. And you guys can thank Rose Rants for actually giving you 25% off now using the discount code USA First. USA First will get you 25% off, I believe, until the end of tomorrow. So with that being said, let's dive into this, guys. Lakers star LeBron James reveals true feelings about controversial Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Oh, boy. Here we go. And you may be wondering, why is Bubba Wallace Smollett in that? Yeah, because LeBron James took the cowardly way out. And we're going to talk about that. Lakers superstar LeBron James has been quite vocal throughout the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, a teenager who was charged for injuring and killing uh, five men in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that is 100% wrong right there. I mean, they can at least get their facts right in this article here. Uh, he, he shot three people and only only two of them died. See, they already messed it up. But anyway, let's move on. But it says that he killed five men, even though we know it's two in Kenosha, Wisconsin, during the Jacob Blake protest. So much so that LeBron even called out uh, Rittenhouse for a fake crime when he was put on the stand to explain his side of the story. Yeah. And LeBron James got roasted for that. He got absolutely destroyed for that because LeBron James is a social justice warrior. He is a puppet and the mouth of China and the left. But he has not said anything since then about this situation. It says much like many other Americans that have been following Rittenhouse's highly publicized trial, the Lakers star was also shocked to learn about the teenager's acquittal. LeBron has finally broken his silence about the controversial verdict. And this is the cowardly way he did it by sharing a strongly worded post by NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace Smollett. You're not going to find it here on Twitter. But here it is, guys. This is actually from Instagram right here. And Bubba Wallace Smollett, he actually tweeted out, hi, let the boy be black and it would have been live hell. He would have um, had his life taken before the bullshit trial. Sad. And we know 
find out that uh, if Kyle Rittenhouse is actually black, he probably still would have walked because we just had a uh, another criminal, Anthony Coffey. He actually shot and killed a police officer. And guess what? He got off. He got off. Look up Anthony uh, Coffey. Not going to dive into that video, but that completely smashed smashed uh, Bubba Wallace Smollett's uh, lie right there. He's a social justice warrior also. But LeBron sends out that on Instagram and you can see he has some emojis here, faces. And I guess talking, I guess he's trying to tell uh, Bubba Wallace. Yeah, brother, go ahead and preach and all this other stuff like that. I back you 100 percent. That's pretty much what LeBron James is saying. However, he was too much of a coward to actually give his own opinion on this because I guess he got blasted so hard from um, from on Don Jr. Candace Owens. They were all calling him out to speak on this, but he didn't. Also, Ennis Cantor is destroying LeBron James right now. And LeBron James didn't want to actually talk about China when Ennis Cantor called him out. So if so, if uh, LeBron James ends up talking about this, oh, Ennis Cantor is going to have a field day with him. If Le, if LaChina James speaks out about Kyle Rittenhouse again, but won't address China. So I believe that LeBron James took the coward way out in addressing the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Now, we guys, we already knew. The way that LeBron James would actually think on this verdict. OK, LaChina Le, James believes that Kyle Rittenhouse got away with murder. Let's just be clear his day about that. There was no way in hell that LeBron James was going to say, I'm glad that Kyle Rittenhouse got off because he defended himself. No way in the world LaChina James would actually come out and say that. Now, even though even if he actually did believe that Kyle Rittenhouse uh, was defending himself, he still wouldn't come out because LeBron James is a mouth for the left. And the leftist talking point is, is that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. So there's no way in hell LaChina James could actually come out and say that. But I'm not surprised, you know, that LeBron James is a coward. That doesn't surprise me at all. I am a bit surprised that he couldn't even use his own words to vocalize his thoughts on the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. He had to piggyback off of Bubba Wallace Smollett to make his point. And I guess he didn't want to use his own words because Ennis Cantor would have came out and destroyed him for speaking on this, but remaining silent on China. So this just shows you that LaChina James is a coward. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, LaChina James taking a coward's way out to express his opinion on Kyle Rittenhouse. Not a surprise to me whatsoever. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our black and white sports. This is one of those kind of videos I love I love to do. Sometimes we got to bring you all the controversial stuff. We got to talk about all the athletes running their mouths out there about all kinds of things they don't know nothing about. You know, we love to shine a light on guys like Enos Cantor. And, of course his anti-China stance, and of course, we have to go after guys like LaChina James.
and his anti-police, uh, anti-American sentiment. And then we have videos like this where we show you and can show you how much patriotism, how much fever for America there still is in this country from sports fans. And it showed out last night during the New York Islanders game. It was great. It was awesome. I'm going to show you as much of that video as YouTube will allow me to show, uh, which might not be much, but I will show you some of it. And uh, this is unbelievable. I love this. I love to see patriotism. I love people that aren't afraid to do things like sing the national anthem, Kaepernick. You hear me? Sing the national anthem. Very quickly, I'm wearing our America First shirt. That's right. I'm showing it to you right here in this cool white shirt with the blue flag, red letters, America First shirt, the punished skull combined with the flag. Show your patriotism like these New York Islander fans did. Use promo code USA First for a whopping 25% off today through tomorrow. This shirt or any of our other very popular shirts in the merch store like LaChina James or the Media is the Real Virus shirts or defund the athletes if you're tired of guys like Colin Kaepernick. Let's get to this story because it's glorious. Islander fans, this is Fox News. Islander fans stunned with chilling national anthem rendition as new US UBS arena opens. I guess they got a, a new arena. Oh, wow. There it is right there. There it is. Okay, New York Islander fans were finally able to see their team in the brand new UBS arena on Saturday night. How many people have called that USB already? Fans started the night by joining singer Nicole Ravi for America's National Anthem. Ravi and Islander fans went viral over the summer during the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Islanders faithful helped sing the National Anthem and captured the hearts of hockey fans and others watching the playoff games. Ravi was the first person to sing the National Anthem before the Islanders game in the new arena. New York played 13 road games before the team finally dropped the puck in its new arena Saturday night against the Calgary Flames. Quote, the Islanders have an interesting journey. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said in a ribbon-cutting ceremony on Friday, whether that journey was venue to venue from Nassau to Brooklyn and back again, or varying ownership groups, I think it's fair to say this franchise has never been in better shape. The future has never been brighter. I don't care what the governor up there has to say. Let's go to this video, this glorious look, a pure signaling of patriotism from these Islander fans. Go! Okay, I will read this little tidbit from the uh, governor there, even though I really don't care what she's got to say for the most part. 
It was a beautiful reminder of the fact that despite the political discourse that goes in America today, we are all united with the belief that this is an incredible country. She added to the Islanders, you made that happen for a brief moment, and we'll never forget that. Uh, yeah, those fans made that happen. The national anthem singer made that happen. You certainly didn't make that happen. That tells you right there, people have a fire. They have a passion for this country. I will continue to say, sports and patriotism has always went hand in hand, especially in certain sports. Hockey, baseball has always been an extremely patriotic sport. But so many woke athletes have stepped in and tried to ruin sports like Colin Kaepernick, like LeBron James, like Malcolm Jenkins, like Drew Brees. All these guys that have done all these egregious things to take a crap on our belief system in this country. But the fans are fighting back much like they're fighting back in our country right now. The citizens, the common sense citizens in this country are kicking ass and taking names. I'd love to see patriotism. The national anthem is something to be proud of. I'd love to see that fire, that fever from sports fans and from citizens of this great nation. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. I thought this was beautiful. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Sports. Well, there's no more bigger false narrative maker or troublemaker. Oh, vir- social justice warrior, virtue signaler, and Trump hater than the NBA's Doc Rivers. And the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict came in, and everybody is triggered, including Doc Rivers, who has come out and made one of the stupidest comparisons that you possibly can make as he's decided to compare this trial as something out of the 1960s. This guy's a lunatic. Yeah, but there's a lot of lunatics out there right now. Joy Reid, of course. And LeBron still hasn't told us how we're supposed to feel about this. He hasn't come out and proclaimed to everybody, this is how you're supposed to feel about Kyle Rittenhouse. Where the hell are you, LeBron? Where are you? Cat got your tongue? You freaking moron. Okay, so let's get to this story, but first, right now, America first. That's right. I'm wearing the America first shirt. Got this little army green action going on. The skull and flag. Let's use promo code USA first on this. Anything out of the merch store today, tomorrow, 25% off. Let's do 25% off. This shirt or any other shirt in the merch store. By the way, this particular one that I got, you guys rock because the some bitch is sold out. It is out. It is out. But there are a t- ton of other badass colors to choose from. That gray is pretty dope. I may have to order that some bitch myself. Let's get to this lunatic. Sixers coach Doc Rivers, who is wetting his little panties over the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Let's do it.
Philadelphia 76ers coach Doc Rivers has been a big voice in the fight for social justice in recent years as he has encouraged everyone around him to fight for what is right. You know what's right? Self-defense. That's what's right. Nothing could be more American than self-defense, defending yourself. One's own personal person. That's right. Rivers serves on the NBA Social Justice Coalition Board, which was formed in 2020. Just say that out loud and, and feel, let it wash over you how moronic that is. The Social Justice Coalition Board. Oh, God. Is LeBron the vice president of that? On Friday, 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty on all counts of homicide and reckless endangerment after shooting three people in Kenosha, Wisconsin during a protest. And uh, USA Today, I'm going to include in self-defense. You see what the media does? The media is the real virus. Rivers told the Philadelphia Inquirer's Keith Pompey that there should be no surprise on the verdict for Rittenhouse. Quote, I felt like it was a 1960s trial from the time it started. You idiot. Rivers said Saturday, you know, it's unfortunate. Our justice system is flawed. We keep being disappointed and keep having surprises, but nothing changes and it's sad. But that was a 1960s trial from the time it started and you could feel it and you could see it and everyone knew. I really think that's why there wasn't much of an outcry as you thought. Really? Because there's towns burning down right now. Because the fix was in. The fix was in, this asshole just said. And you felt that way. Like I said before, it would be interesting if a black kid had been walking down the middle of the street with a machine gun. Okay, you lunatic, that's not a machine gun. I do agree with one thing. There wouldn't have been a trial. Okay, so he's basically coming out and say that maybe, in his opinion, the police might have just put a black kid down. Have you heard of the guy Andrew Coffey? Just wondering. Go look him up, Doc Rivers. He's a black guy that just got acquitted. Yeah, uh, this is one of those times that what about isms actually does compare and are valid. This guy's an idiot. He's always been an idiot. He's come out, run his mouth about Trump. He's one of these, the police is hunting down people in, in, in the USA. It should be noted now. Think about this. The fix was in on the trial. I mean, he believes this trial is fixed. How dangerous is that to say out loud? I mean, you got a right to your opinion, but you're filling people's heads with a bunch of lying poison. I bet he's a big Joy Reid fan. Um, look, the one thing that we need to point out here with this is it was a jury of peers, and they didn't just rush out of the courtroom and rush back in with a verdict and drop a verdict. They took three days to deliberate on this. They knew how important this was, this trial. They understood it and they carried the weight. And as, and I got to tell you, these jurors are brave. They are true American patriots because they followed the letter of the law. You take three days. You're not rushing to judgment. 
They wanted to get this right, and they got it right. The justice system worked flawlessly on this case. I mean, you would think somebody like Doc Rivers, who's an older gentleman, would understand how things work. But he's he's just as poisonous as everybody else. He doesn't have LeBron James's name, but he's he's just a big idiot as LeBron James. I bet Doc is a big CNN guy. Don Lemon, do you like some good crying during the week, Monday through Friday? Yeah. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Had to tell you, Doc Rivers said the fix was in. Dumb shit. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Matrix and Roadshow fans, we are back with another video and these Hollywood actors and actresses, for the most part, they are so out of touch with reality. They just are. These people do not think like you and me, the everyday person. These people have an agenda, have an agenda. And so when it comes to Pedro Pascal, we know which side of the aisle He's on the Mandalorian actor. Basically reacted to the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, and we have been covering the Kyle Rittenhouse thing from a sports uh, perspective on black and white sports. But this is the first video we've actually put up about Hollywood. They're just as crazy as the athletes. It seems like, you know, that these Hollywood actors and actresses, you know, they're they're NPCs. There's no doubt about it. And Pedro Pascal is one of the craziest people out there when it comes to left wing politics. And of course, it shouldn't be a surprise if you know the background of Pedro Pascal. He comes from a family of socialists in Chile. A whole family full of socialists. Just look it up, guys. Look it up. But check this out. This is insane right here. The Mandalorian star Pedro Pascal memorializes Rittenhouse attackers, says they were, quote, murdered. We all know, and the jury also said that Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. But Pedro Pascal, just like uh, leftist politicians, just like actors in Hollywood and athletes, he wants to praise criminals. And boy... If he only knew the crimes of uh, Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber, he may want to think for a second and change his mind and retract the tweet that we're going to be talking about here. Unreal. It says here on Fox News, Pedro Pascal, the lead actor in the Disney Plus Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, tweeted in memory of Kyle Rittenhouse's attackers Saturday and claimed They were murdered. No, they were not. They were not murdered. Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. If he didn't, Kyle Rittenhouse right now could be the one that's dead. Because these two guys have criminal past. They are 
They were violent uh, people. Check out, check this out. This is what he tweeted out here. Unreal. Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, and Anthony Huber, 27, murdered August 25th, 2020. Rest in peace. Wow. Now, if he only knew, you know, what what, uh, Joseph Rosenbaum was actually saying in the video, it's on video. He was out there screaming at Kyle Rittenhouse, calling him the N word. But I guess to Pedro Pascal, of course, he has his uh, his uh, pronouns in his bio like a loser. But here's a little insight here into uh, Rosenbaum and Huber. Rosenbaum was a convicted sex offender because he was raping little boys, raping little boys in Arizona who was barred from possession a firearm, according to the Associated Press. Huber, who chased after Rittenhouse with a skateboard, had been convicted of domestic abuse and disorderly conduct in 2018 and also served a prison stint in 2012 for choking his brother. And I believe he also had attacked his grandmother. But these are the kind of human beings that Pedro Pascal wants to memorialize. But I'm not surprised because this is what these crazy people in Hollywood do. Let's uh, let's just see here some of the replies here. I'm doing this here, this fresh right here. OK, I really am. So. It says here, um, ironic as that is exactly what Huber was doing and was shot while in the process of attacking a guy who was trying to keep law and order. And of course, we know that Cal Rittenhouse was trying to protect the business and he had the gun to protect himself because if he didn't, there's no telling what Rosenbaum and Huber would have actually done. (laughs) Here we go right here. Somebody says confirm virtue signal received because that's what um, Pedro Pascal does. Now, let's say, for example, right now that Gina Carano was still on The Mandalorian. And she tweeted out, so happy for Kyle Rittenhouse to be acquitted. He acted in self-defense. We all know what would have happened to Gina Carano. She probably would have been fired. Wow. (laughs) This person says, I'm sure Rosenbaum would have loved Grogu too, because we know, as I just mentioned, the crimes of Rosenbaum, a despicable human being. Absolutely disgusting here. I mean, these people, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say it again. They're just so out of touch with reality. Or maybe, you know, it's suspected, you know, by these people in Hollywood. And you got to remember, guys, a lot of these people in Hollywood covered up Harvey Weinstein and his crimes for many, many years. Now they're trying to act all virtuous. These people are despicable, man. Despicable. Wow. Wow. And this person right here, this post isn't about praising the lives of the victims. It's about condemning the actions of the killer who got away with it. These people just these leftists, man, they just live in a different reality. Yet another Hollywood elite that doesn't know anything about the trial and what happened. Obviously, he doesn't or else he wouldn't be saying something so idiotic and stupid like this. Ladies and gentlemen, One thing about the pandemic. We saw the movie theaters close. And honestly, guys, I have not went to a movie theater and I believe movie theaters out here 
in Texas have been open up for a while. I have not went to the movie theater one single time to see a movie. I'm perfectly okay not supporting Hollywood. The only time I watch something is if it's free. You know, I believe that uh, Black Widow is on Disney Plus right now. Haven't watched it. Don't care to watch it. I made videos about the Eternals already. Not watching it. And I believe um, I believe it will be on Disney Plus here pretty soon. Not going to watch it. I canceled my Disney Plus subscription, but I still have access to it because when I got it, I got a whole nother year for free and I'm still not watching it because of people like Pedro Pascal. Idiots out there praising criminals. Never once did he actually say that Kyle Rittenhouse did the right thing because maybe deep inside Pedro Pascal believes that Kyle Rittenhouse did the right thing, but he can never come out and admit it. So therefore, it's perfectly okay for people in Hollywood to come out there and praise criminals. This just bothers me. It really, really does. This is disturbing right here that this guy sends out a tweet supporting a child rapist and a domestic abuser. Pedro Pastel, Pascal is absolutely pathetic. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Matrix and Roadshow fans. This guy's pathetic, guys. He really is. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the Matrix and Roadshow. And we'll catch you next time. I'm back. Road rants for a black and white on Star Wars. And for this purposes, road rants on Star Wars. Well, Kathleen Kennedy is coming back. Three more years, at least we think. Unfortunately, there's way too much fire involving this quote-unquote rumor. There's too many places now that's picked it up. Slash film. Screen rant. And unfortunately, Collider picked it up. And knowing some of Collider's sources, this is probably true. Okay. On a 99.8% level, the only insider that is out there that hasn't disputed it, but is least questioning it, is Grace Randolph. That's the only one out there. They has went out of their way to dispute this, and we can see what Grace says. Kathleen Kennedy getting another three years seems to make no sense, so I need a trade to confirm to believe these rumors. Also, I hear Kennedy didn't like WW1984, so her and Jenkins parting ways is mutual. Okay, well, here is the story. Lucasfilm extends Kathleen Kennedy's contract for another three years. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy will be sticking around the company for at least another few years. According to journalist Matthew Bellani of Puck, Kennedy reportedly 
quote, recently re-upped her deal for another three years, leaving her in control of franchises such as Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Willow until at least 2024. Kennedy's career at Lucasfilm began in the summer of 2012 when she was brought on to serve as co-chair with George Lucas after Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2012. Lucas stepped down, and Kennedy was selected as the new studio president. Kennedy's tenure at Lucasfilm has been tumultuous and full of controversy. She fired Lord M. Miller from Solo due to creative differences, brought in Ron Howard, and the movie bombed $393 million globally. Director Colin Trevorrow also left his project, The Rise of Skywalker, After sparring with Kennedy, J.J. Abrams took over directorial duties, and while the film was a financial success, was it now? Just barely. Just barely. Most recently, Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, which was set to release December 2023, was delayed indefinitely due to creative differences between Jenkins, Senior Vice President Michelle Rajwan, and Kennedy. Other attempts at Star Wars films by The Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson and Game of Thrones creator Ben Hoff and Weiss have languished in development hell. I can tell you right now, far as I have heard, Johnson's Johnson's uh, project is on the shelf. It's 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 over as is um, Patty Jenkins' project. It's not happening. Uh, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap and didn't even get started. Uh, so and that was a creative differences situation. So. Lord and Miller, just to keep a running uh, tally, Lord and Miller, Benny Hoff and Weiss, and Patty Jenkins, all creative differences. Oh, Colin Trevorrow, creative differences with Kathleen Kennedy. She tanked a Star Wars movie solo. Rise of Skywalker greatly underperformed. Look, coming off The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi greatly underperformed. I don't know why anybody doesn't grasp that. But you went from $2.1 billion with The Force Awakens to $1.3 billion with uh, The Last Jedi. So that's a thing. That is a thing. Uh, the Last Jedi, in my opinion, was a failure. It broke the back of Star Wars and a lot of Star Wars fans. And look, the fandom menace took one on the chin here. Um, Kathleen Kennedy's coming back. She is. Um, I have no idea how in the hell I'm supposed to stay invested even with uh, the Book of Boba Fett coming. I, I've i said I want to cover this shit for you guys. It's been around on, on the channel forever. Um, you know, the fact is, I can try to take the same approach I've always taken. Take e- each project as they come. I mean, it's crazy. This woman continues to fail and keep her job. Failure after failure. The High Republic was an utter dumpster fire. Keep your job. I mean, it's. I've never seen anything like this. Hollywood is one of the real industries, along with politics, where you can see people fail continuously and somehow keep your employment. It's odd. You don't see other, uh, other industries like that. People might stay in the same industry, but they don't stay with the same com- company. You either perform or you get the hell out. Okay, and Kathleen Kennedy has not, has not a good track record. Uh, Bob Shapik is, is, uh, uh, has, has no testicles, much like uh, Bob Iger uh, at this point. Okay, neither one of them will pull the trigger. 
This was so easy. This was so easy. Give Lucasfilm over to John Favreau and or Dave Filoni and let them uh, lead Star Wars into the future. You didn't do that. You fired Gina Carano. Um, you can very likely continue to expect some kind of social justice mess all crammed up in your Star Wars. I think the only reason we haven't seen it with the Mandalorian is because of Favreau, who I think does a pretty good job of keeping uh, Kennedy at bay. And um, I think you can... I don't know what to expect from Kenobi at all. Uh, Deborah Chow, good track record. Far as Star Wars goes, two excellent Mandalorian episodes. And she's doing all of them involving Kenobi. Uh, I saw the sizzle reel. There wasn't much there, except we know there's an impending battle between Kenobi and Darth Vader. Um, I will continue to say, and I know this is something me and Matrix agrees on, Obi-Wan implied that there was a second meeting between the two in A New Hope. That was always implied. He's more he's more uh, machine now than man, twisted, and evil. Well, when Obi-Wan last saw him, he wasn't machine at all, okay? So it implied that at some point, Obi-Wan, in my opinion, came face-to-face with Vader again, or at least saw him or something, okay, leading him to find out what he had become. Uh, so I don't know that that bothers me so much, but this is, it's, look, it's it's terrible news, but I've got one foot in and one foot out on Star Wars anyway, you know? Um, I'll watch Boba Fett to give it a, view, a review for you guys. And look, if it's great in a vacuum as a singular project, I'll tell you, it's really damn good. Okay, I will. I'll be fair about it. Um, if it stinks, I'm going to tell you it stinks. If it's full of a bunch of political and propaganda, I'm going to I'm gonna hammer the shit out of it. That's just a fact. But here we are. Indiana Jones, probably going to be a shit show. There's all kinds of crap. It's been pushed back. There's rumors. You got Phoebe uh, Phoebe Cates involved in that. What, what was her name? Uh, the, the, the solo chick. Uh, L3-9000 or whatever that terrible character was. Arguably the worst character in the history of Star Wars. Uh, she, Phoebe Waller something. Coming back, and she's in Indiana Jones 5, and you may be wondering, well, don't you look things up and and, and uh, research them better before you do a video? I don't care about her. Okay, that's the thing. I don't I don't give a shit to get that right. Okay? Uh, so, um, I really don't. I mean, I don't care. I could have told you back when I was keeping up with Solo, but uh, now, no. Why am I going to care? Kathleen Kennedy is staying. I don't give a fuck. I mean, fuck it. Who cares? Um, I'm not going to worry about it. It, it. it, You know, they have shit on Star Wars fans over and over again. It's a ridiculous. You know, I'd love to make Star Wars videos on a regular basis, but there's so little that's ever positive to do a video on. And uh, that, you know, it's like, what the fuck? You know, I... You know, I guess maybe I could do live streams on it, but really, I mean, think about it. Uh, when you only get one project every so often that happens to be good, you know, I made it about halfway through the Bad Batch. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, 
but I haven't finished it. And that just tells you my investment level in Star Wars right now. And, and part of it is the Gina Carano thing. And now Kathleen Kennedy is coming back. And it's pathetic. Um, boy, Disney, the MCU, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, it's a mess. I mean, they're just like to hell with the fans. They don't care. They don't give a... If you are a fan of these products, if you grew up with these products, they're not yours anymore. Okay? You you helped build them. You spent the money to fund them, and they said, we don't care that you did. We don't care that your families and your parents did and your grandparents. To hell with y'all. Okay? There's no bigger middle finger to the Star Wars fandom than bringing back Kathleen Kennedy for another three years. I don't know. Tell me what you think, black and white, on Star Wars fans. <laughs> Peace. I'm out. I'm back, Rodrians, for Black and White on Star Wars, and for these purposes, Rose Rants on Star Wars. Let's talk about Ahsoka. The Ahsoka Tano series is coming as a spinoff to The Mandalorian, and we hope, we hope it's good. <laughs> we hope it's good after the Kathleen Kennedy news the other day. Who the hell knows? But we think... John Favreau and Dave Filoni are gonna gonna be heading up this project as well. As long as they are, there is some hope for it being good. And we got some news about a character that a lot of us really like. I've got to tell you, even with all the crap that Disney has put out, the total and complete dog shit that they have put out, I enjoyed Star Wars Rebels. Oh my god, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to like that, Rhodes. I don't care. I like Star Wars Rebels. I've seen it beginning to end twice. Kanan Jarrus is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. So, there's that. And I like Sabine Wren. And guess what? She is coming to the Ahsoka Tano series. Yes. This news just broke. By way of deadline. Today. Right now. Star Wars Ahsoka. Natasha. Bordizzo. I hope that's right, is to play Sabine Wren in Disney Plus series. Natasha Bordizzo from The Society has been cast as a lead opposite Rosario Dawson in the Disney Plus limited series Star Wars Ahsoka, a spinoff from the streamer's hit series The Mandalorian. I have learned. Okay, whoever this person is saying I have learned. I hear Bordizzo will be taking on the character of Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels, the animated series. Reps from Lucasfilm and Bordizzo did not return emails seeking comment. 
Dawson stars as Ahsoka Tano in the limited series after making Star Wars, Clone Wars, and Rebels characters live-action debut in The Mandalorian. The offshoot is written by Dave Filoni and executive produced by Filoni and Favreau. We'll continue Ahsoka's story. No additional information about the new series has been released by Lucasfilm, but there is a lot of online speculation that key characters from Rebels like Sabine Ram and Ezra Bridger would join Ahsoka in the new show. This is because prior to dropping in on the Mandalorian to assess the child, Ahsoka was last seen in the series finale of Rebels, where she and Ren set off to find Bridger, who had been whisked away. Sabine Wren, who was voiced by Rebels, Taya Sakar, is a young Mandalorian warrior and graffiti artist, Imperial Academy dropout, and former bounty hunter with expert knowledge of weapons and explosives. Ahsoka is eyeing a March production start, according to the weekly listing. And while we're talking about that, let us not, it would be remiss of me, it would be a failure of me, not to mention how awesome it is that Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader in this series. We can't wait to see him in Kenobi. We can't wait to see him in Ahsoka. Uh, it's going to be good, I hope. I mean, we're crossing our fingers. Shit, we don't know. At this point, we don't know. I mean, we're throwing dartboards at a wall, hoping that something with Star Wars will be good. Rosario Dawson was great as Ahsoka in that live-action debut. Kind of one of them characters we always hoped we would see live-action, but didn't know if we would ever get to see after being legendary in the animated series, The Clone Wars, and, of course, Rebels. I contend I love the absolute ending of Rebels. I do. That part where, you know, Ahsoka shows up, gets ran, goes off to find Ezra. Really liked it really did uh it felt like star wars uh you know i know a lot of people don't like that series i really like it i i i do it's not on the clone wars level obviously but i do like the series uh so i always want to be fair when i can be fair uh hayden christian's coming back going to be great i don't know much about this actress if you do drop it in the comments section and we'll see I, I I say, as long as Filoni and Favreau are involved, there is some some quality hope there that we're going to get something that hopefully won't be a propaganda-led shit show. Okay? It's always a danger. It's always a danger when we're talking Star Wars that it's going to be Kathleen kennedy up, and it's going to turn into an utter and complete dumpster fire like The Last Jedi. Well... If it wasn't for The Last Jedi, we wouldn't all be here now, would we? So, we're here, and you're there. So, tell me what you think. Black and white on Star Wars fans, if you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe and join the Road Squadron. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. <laughs>